When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, here we go, it's the Copyright Podcast. Hello everybody, welcome back to a live podcast special. I don't really want to do this, boys. I didn't think I'd be doing this at quarter past seven on a Wednesday night, but I'm on the beer because I need a beer. I'm sure you boys out there need a beer as well. Mick's on the beer. Matt's on the cool ice water because he's about to put his uh, his body through the line when he goes play football in about an hour. We're here to do a Joe Gomez reaction special um, or an injury special or a defensive crisis special or we're here to support you guys out there who are watching right now. If you're feeling vulnerable during this injury crisis time, please join us. Please join us in the comments below. Please let us know. Please talk to us and interact about what are your, your worries about injuries. Please let us know. And, and Matthew, I'll come to you first. How are you feeling this evening? I want to cry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know it's a good day. And then I got a message in my group chat uh, from my cousin, who's also a Liverpool fan, and it was the photo of, of Gomez. I didn't open it straight away. Uh, and then a string of United supporters in that group chat, just all caps going, fuck yeah. And I was like, oh, what's happened here? And then I opened it and I was like, oh, no. And I don't know why, but I had a feeling it was going to be knee, and it is knee. And I don't well, want to tell you. You know what I'm thinking it's going to be as well, so I'm just not going to. Just going to mm. Well, that's it, Mick. I mean, we've just watched Gareth Southgate there say nothing. Uh, let's be honest. There's, there's been no confirmation. You know, he's just said he's not had a scan, so we can't see it. But obviously, the worrying thing was is the fact that it happened when no one was around him. So that just. And one of the, the things that I took from Gareth Southgate and what he said was, um, I feel really, really sorry for him. My, my feelings go out to me, it goes out to him because of what he's been through over the last few years. Um, and it's absolutely true because he's, he's already suffered bad uh, with, with knee injuries in the past. And if it is that, and the way Gareth Southgate has said that, it feels like, shit, this could be season-ending. Yeah, and he's like you said, he's only 23. Like He's still a kid and he's getting... He's had so many injuries, like you said, in the past. And this one, it was, like Southgate said, no one's was around him. He's hoping and praying it's that long term. I just, I just want to be put out my misery. I want to know how, how bad it is. And obviously, I don't know when scans will be done. I mean, it's during the international break. I mean, the one Trent got is didn't they end on it the day after. So I imagine tomorrow we'll we will probably find out maybe the extent of it or the day after. Mm. It's just. Heartbreaking for him because we've lost. You can legislate for this losing Van Dyke like that, then losing Matip, losing Fabinho, now losing Gomez. Obviously, Matip and, and Fabinho now will be back to the next game against Leicester, hopefully. So we're mm. all right there, but it's just like you two steps forward, one step back. It's just, it's just you can't. I don't know what's going on, and it's just when people are saying we need to sign someone, <laughs> it's all right saying that now that we've got all these injuries, but I imagine in January. It will. It, I imagine it'll be addressed if this if this injury to Gomez is is going to be a lengthy one. Yeah. Well, before we come on to like what we do in January, because we will we will cover that, and I'm keen to get both of your opinions on what we do, and obviously people that are watching, uh, put in the comments and what you think. 
Uh, if you're not catching this live, obviously put it in the comments anyway and we'll, we'll, we'll reply to them and interact. Um, I just want to chat about how there's, there's a lot of stuff going around on social media every time a player gets injured where it's a case of we should have bought this, we should have bought that. Everyone's been saying in the last the last hour or two that we should have bought a centre-back in the summer. Whereas for me, if, if we had four centre-backs as what, what our options were, didn't we, at the beginning. So like you said, Mick, you can't legislate for your main two centre-backs getting injured the way they have been injured and we wouldn't be in this position but you can't say we should have been signing two or three centre-backs because Lovren left because he didn't want to be fourth choice and let's be, be, be honest he's better than fourth choice for a lot of teams isn't he do you know what I mean plus he was on a highway so he had to be moved on so you're not going to find a top class centre-back that's willing to be fourth choice and be on a high wage are you Matt and that's that's the point isn't it and you can't legislate like Mick said for these types of injuries I mean, if you look at a lot of teams in the Premier League, their fourth choice centre back is usually someone from the academy. So, mm. if if that's the the logic that we're going with, having Reese Williams and Nat Phillips there, that that should be fine. Um, could we have signed someone? Would we have felt more secure signing a centre back? Yeah, of course. Um, if you can replace Lovren with a world class centre back and have a world class centre back as your fourth choice, brilliant. Unlikely, um, mm. and we can't be looking at this situation as if this was what we started the season with, with three, if we count Matip, three of our starting centre-backs being cropped. Now, thankfully, Matip's fine for now. Um, but yeah, it's not as simple as just fixing it in January because I think I mentioned before before we started, um, now everyone knows we need centre-backs and everyone knows we have money. So whoever we go for, whether he be... Koulibaly or some random centre-back from League Two, it's going to cost a hell of a lot more than it would have or, or than it's going to cost anyone else. Mm. Yeah, no, is that, Matt, you're spot on. Mick, I, I think the options to get a centre-back, I mean, it was already sort of confirmed that we was going to get a centre-back in, in January, wasn't it, when, when Van Dijk had suffered that unfortunate injury and there's lots of pundits, including Jamie Carragher, that's come out and said we need to be shopping in January. But we had a look, didn't we, earlier, and the, the, the idea of getting a top-class centre-back to come in and replace Van Dijk is obviously he's irreplaceable at the end of the day, but to get one that's close to his quality, not cup-tied in the Champions League, you know that's going to be so important for us because we need that body in the Champions League if we want to progress in that competition. Um, obviously, staying on the Champions League, Nat Phillips is not in the Champions League squad for the group stage, but they can reset the squad uh, for the last 16 uh, when we get there, so he, he can play in the Champions League in, in, in the quarters. Uh, sorry, in the last 16 and, and quarters and semis and the finals will be all right there. Um, but Mick, it does limit our options in January, doesn't it? And like you said, it is going to cost us two or three times more now. Yeah, because like Matt said, you know, we, we're going to be in a, in a scenario where we need someone and they're going to go, right, well, there's an extra 10 million you need to give us for them. And it's yeah. like, there's, there's so many options, like Upper Meccano, who's, who I've watched for ages and he's an absolute beast. He's going to, I think he's, is was 40 million, but that's next summer, I think. Apparently, between 36 yeah. and 40 million, I think that's next summer. So, I don't know who's going to be a viable option. I mean, when we spoke to um, we spoke to David Lynch from used to work at obviously the Evening Standard, and we spoke to James Pierce as well recently, they're both saying Klopp's not going to sign someone in January as a stopgap, which I still mm. think will be the case. I imagine we'll go in January. Obviously, fingers crossed the Gomez injury isn't as, as bad. We, we will go in all guns blazing, I imagine, and we'll try and get someone who's going to come in and can 
and make a mistake a claim for the, for the first team spot. I mean, between Matip and Gomez, we've already said this on countless podcasts that you can't rely on either of them, which is a shame because they're both world class for me. It's just that we, we're going to need someone else in that position. Like Van Dijk doesn't get injured very often. It's just a shame that has happened in this season. And yeah. yeah, we're going to need to bolster ranks. We can't rely on 19-year-old Reese Williams uh, as good as he is and as good as he has been. Um, Nat Phillips is 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 a, a stopgap really. Twenty three years old, he's he'll probably move on next summer, I imagine. But mm. he's good for now in 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 the short term. But it's going to be difficult, really difficult to, to sort that out in January. Definitely. Well, uh, Matt, if we look at the immediate future now, obviously you you said earlier about uh, Matic uh, being back now, Touchwood for, for for a long period of time, and we've got Fabino coming back, but. Um, Martin Barton has just put a comment in saying uh, Henderson to play alongside Matip, in my opinion, with Phillips and Williams as standby. Fabino in midfield to add protection to the back four. It's an interesting comment, um, basically because obviously we saw what we missed against City uh, when the formation had changed. Um, we lost out in midfield a little bit. Now, we obviously, we probably will revert back to the old formation going forward now. Um, but if Klopp wants to try and test it, Fabino would be a good option for the alternative formation. What do you make about Henderson playing alongside Matip? Because... Henderson did it in the uh, last December, didn't he? Debutised for, for at centre back in the World Cup, and he did did quite well. Um, thoughts on that? He did well, but I think Henderson brings a lot to our midfield. I think I'd flip it. I think I'd have Fabinho at the back with Henderson protecting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Henderson does a lot, like I said, for the midfield. Does a lot for the team. He's a big leader um, with a big impact. He's all over the pitch, and he can't be all over the pitch if he's shackled to centre back. Um, he can have that impact if he's defending the defending the, the defense just ahead of them. Um, and Fab defensively, we've seen is a lot more solid. Um, so I would shift Fab back and put Henderson a bit further forward. Fair enough, uh, Mick. Uh, Ashley Williams is a free agent, maybe not. Um, but David Alaba uh, for me in January is what Martin Barton says. Alaba is a name that's been uh, thrown around uh, quite a bit, hasn't it? Really. Um, and there's been quite a lot of talk about David Alaba. As soon as a player gets thrown out there and it's, it's a name that everybody knows, uh, people jump on it. Um, and every right to as well, because he's a fantastic player, isn't he? Um, but again, you don't... What do you do, mate? Do you go for him or not? I don't know. It's it's it's, it's, it's difficult. Like you said, January, it's always diff- it's notoriously difficult to sign people. I mean, we've done well in it in the past with Van Dyke, We signed Coutinho. We signed Sturridge. So we've, we're quite good at it, but it's... Like like Matt said, doing it in a, in a in a scenario where we need a player so desperately, like the Coutinho and Sturridge ones, we kind of got as a bargain. Really, it was mm-hmm. kind of like we were giving them a platform. The Van Dyke one, that was like the worst kept secret in the world that everyone knew was going to sign eventually. It's it's we're, we're going to reach a stage where it's like, well, everyone knows we need a centre back. <laughs> we're going to be coming from the top centre backs in the world. Expect a bid. So it's just it's going to be it is going to be difficult. I mean. Ashley Williams can Ashley Williams can fuck off for for a start, but <laughs> I'd take I'd take Oliver in a heartbeat because he would be even if you played a back three on the him on the left of a back three would be would be top class and I, I also agree with, with Matt about um, Martin's comments about playing uh, Hendo at the at the back I would I don't think I'd do that to be honest because you'd lose that energy and I think Fabinho has proven that he can be. A solid, a solid centre back. Even probably one of the best in the league, which is mad. Mm. The thing that he's, 
he's probably one of the best in, as a whole midfielder in the world. The fact that he's got that quality to go back into centre yeah. half, the position that he doesn't play in, and be one of the best in the league just proves just how, how good he is. And I think that is probably the way forward, bar many injuries, which fingers crossed we don't get any more because we can't, we can't fucking afford it. I was going to say, Matt, you know, just when you think, you know, when Van Dijk had got injured against the F, we all, we all thought, right, well, that's it. It's game over. We can't cope and blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, people, you have that first panic, don't you? You know, But then obviously as time goes on, you sort of settle and you go, well, so we've done really well without Van Dijk. You know, we're still top of the league, we're top of the group in the Champions League and we've done okay. But you think you're doing okay and then Trent gets injured and you think, right, well, it's at right back, so we might lose a little bit for a couple of weeks. There's two weeks worth of international break. Then he's he'll be back in training within a couple of weeks' time, and he'll be back in. But then you think, right, it's another setback, isn't it? And it's like it's so deflating, and we're only in November of the season, and you think, fuck. What would you say to people out there who are watching or right now to try and just pick ourselves up and pick up the mood? Just like you know, we've got plenty of good players to to cover this, haven't we? Or what would you say? I'd say Thiago's coming back. But, um, <laughs> uh, but I'm also a miserable little sod, so I'd say expect more injuries. <laughs> well, uh, fair enough. Don't be staying out, Matthew. Fucking hell. I think, uh, I think Klopp's press conference when we get back is going to be very interesting because, um, well, Morris Miller's a bit of a downer, bloody hell. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I was, just gonna, I was gonna throw that one at Mick, uh, but Morris Miller's just put in. We are in big trouble. We won't, we won't win the league now. No way. Maybe not even get fourth. I think, Morris, I hope you're okay, bud. Uh, I mean, this is what this this group's for now. This is We're all coming together now to, to get through these, this, this injury crisis. So we're here for you, Morris. We're here. Talk to us about your problems, mate. We're here. So, yeah, if you don't, we're going to get fourth. But, Mick, how do you tackle that one? Do you agree with Morris, though? We're not going to get fourth? It's I, panic. I, I, I understand I where he's coming from, in a way. <laughs> Yeah, you don't I, agree with him. I don't agree. I don't agree with you, Morris. Sorry, mate. Uh, <laughs> I. Uh, it's easy to jump on the bandwagon and be like downhearted, which we all are. Obviously, we've done this podcast because Joe Gomez has got injured, and obviously we we had something in the works with a with a Van Dyke one, which might be coming shortly about a um, little therapy oh, therapy yeah. session for everyone involved to uh, air their concerns. Just, just hug yourself. Just just hug yourself. It's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't. In terms of going for the league, I still think we're all right. Like, if we need to wait for the extent of this injury to 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 come out, really, we need to see how long he's out for. That will not is it? Yeah, it's not. It's not good, but that'll that'll prompt us. Maybe we'll be signed two in January in terms of at the like at the defensive midfielder and a centre back or two centre backs. We just need to know what what where we stand in terms of this injury. Then we can move forward. But like Matt said, Thiago's coming. Thiago will be back for Leicester. Fabinho will be back for Leicester, so it's. I'm trying to be positive and put a positive spin on it, but I understand like it's. It everyone wants to be doom and gloom because we're losing players left, right, and centre, and it's not good because we've been quite blessed in the recent history that we've most of our top players don't get injured, and we've been quite lucky in that respect. So I think we're going if we if we ride this tide and we end up winning the league this season with oh. the that we've lost. Jesus Christ, it's going to be Alps, Alps, Alps. I don't even know what I'll do. Oh, I'll, I'll, careful. I'll celebrate, what was you gonna... I'll celebrate more than next year than, than last year because, yeah. because yeah. of all the stuff that's gone before it and the fact that we've had to 
struggle and injuries have really put like stunted our progression in terms of the team being fluid because that's what our Klopp team yeah. is. It's a fluid team. You rely on maybe 13, 14 players. In majority, he doesn't usually use that many in terms of he wants a solid 11 with a couple of additions here and there. But we're having to rely on 19-year-old kids and 23-year-old centre-backs who've never played a game for the club and they're coming in and doing having little games here and there. So it's it'll if we end up winning it this year, it'll it'll it's gonna be it's yeah. Gonna be well, just keep keeping on the the, the old positivity thing because Morris has put another another comment in and he's put well. I hope you are all right and feel positive. Maybe I should be like you are all positive. I mean, again, there, there can be being too positive about everything and all that sort of stuff, you know, and, and Morris is absolutely right to be to be sceptical because it's all it's in the back of our minds and stuff like that. But one of the things that I do want to just say in terms of positivity is when we've had the likes of Nat Phillips debutise and when we have had Reese Williams play, you know, Nat Phillips got man of the match when he played, Matt, didn't he? And, you know, Reese Williams has done well in the Champions League. So immediately after the game, the comments flying around social media and the positivity is all there lifting because these players have done really, really well. And yeah. that's no, not saying that they can't continue to do that, is it? You know, even though we might make, we're saying that we might have to get two centre-backs, if it carries on between now and January, these players perform with Fabinho at the side of him, the experience, with Matip at the at the side of him, we can be okay. And just to, before you answer that question, Matt, Andy Lynch has just put a really good comment saying, still only see Liverpool and City's contenders for league, as long as Matip stays fit, we should be fine. And that's that experience I'm talking about. Yeah, Um I mean, I'll take it one step further. I don't think Matt Ipsilon needs to stay fit. I think the one that needs to stay fit is Alisson. Because with him there, I think you could have... Because let's, let's let's not forget this. That, okay, maybe people hadn't heard of Nat Phillips. People haven't heard of Reese Williams. People haven't heard of Seth Vandenberg. But at the end of the day, if they're playing for Liverpool, it's for a reason. Mm. Uh, yeah, I haven't got the experience and that used to play in the system or in the back line. But if you've got Alisson there, then he can organise them and then just let the kids do what they need to do. Look at Eric Garcia, for example, at City. Um, he's a kid and he's shown that he's capable. Sometimes these kids just need a chance. Trent was a nobody until he got forced in through injury, covering for Klein, and now look at him. I'm not saying that Phillips or Williams or Vandenberg are going to be the next Van Dyke, but they're pretty sure they're going to be capable enough to do a job. Now, hopefully, Gomez will be all right. Unlikely. Yeah, I think we'll dip into the market, but we'll be okay. <laughs> So, well, that's it, mate. And then there's, there's other names being thrown around as well. Um, so, uh, Brian Bonney uh, said that we should go for Rudiger, and um, obviously he's not he's out sorts at Chelsea. Um, again, it's it's not, not a bad shout, really, uh, in terms of getting that option. He knows he's not going to play. He's got Premiership experience, so that's a, a good shout. Um, and then again, Brian's put Spurs and Leicester pitches on, and again. Morris Miller, if you're still watching, that's a really good comment because we've got the players there to cope with the running. Um, and that's a really good point from Brian. If we can get to the... It's all about getting to January, isn't it, Mick, really? Yeah, I think I think I counted before. There's like I think there's 11 games from now until we play um, Southampton on the 2nd of Jan. So there's a, a lot of games there and they're tightly packed. And I think that's why what brings on these injuries because we're... We're getting shorter and shorter, shorter in certain areas. We're having to rely on people a lot more than we usually would. Like, like Simicast was meant to come in to give Andy Robbo a rest. He's been injured, so Robbo's been playing every game. 
Trent's been playing every game. It's like we're, we're playing and. I don't, know if we've been, I don't know if we've been riding our luck in terms of, like I said, like we've been fortunate in recent history to not get that many injuries, and now we're starting to get a couple. So it's we, we do need a bit more rotation, maybe in, in certain games. I mean, it's it's hard to say because every game's a difficult game, so you want your best team out there, and and, and we all know our best team pretty much ninety percent what the best team is. So it's just it's just trying to find that. That, that fine balance between it, but we've got we've got Leicester at home next game, obviously twenty first of uh, November. We've got Atlanta at home, then we've got Brighton away, Ajax at home, Wolves at home, Mid- Midgetland away, Baby. Fulham away, uh, Spurs at home, Palace away, West Brom at home, and Newcastle away. So it's there's a lot of tricky games there that we're going to need a lot of. There's going to be the rotation like Ajax on the first of. Um, of December at home, and then we've got Wolves four days later, and we've got Midgetland four days later away. It's like we're going to need like a lot of bodies in there, and the, the last thing we needed was an injury to Joe Gomez, and it's just like we, we he was going to he was the one we were relying on to take that yeah. like mantle, which is it is a shame in a way because he's such a young guy, and it's he's, the injury record he's got. It's really it's it, it is bad that he's. Quite susceptible to injuries, and it's he's such a talented player. It's a it is a sad state of affairs, really. It is, and I do feel for Joe Gomez. I mean, I remember a few years ago, um, I sat down with Joe Gomez. Um, it's about I got twenty sixteen, uh, the place where I used to work, and we sat down just chatting about his uh, his knee injury, and he was just saying like, "I'm just glad to be back, and I never ever want to go through anything like that again." And you think, right? Well, that's the point where he's going to kick on, and like. He said he has he has kicked on and it's it's such a shame this and I think one of the things is that we can say safely from a Champions League perspective is that we're practically qualified for that haven't we so we can sort of mess around and all that sort of stuff it's not guaranteed but like Brian's just said there one more win in the Champions League can rest with the main men hopefully takes the pressure off the team and he's absolutely spot on because Mick you just said there we need to save the bodies and we we we're practically through in the Champions League anyway you know touch wood that everything uh, is okay. Um, but Matt, the subject at the minute is the whole international break thing. <laughs> I love that from the COP Council. Jamie Carey, Daniel had to come out of retirement. I'm, I'm all for Daniel Egger coming out of retirement. No problem. <laughs> Absolutely. That's not a slight on Carragher, obviously. Not, no problem. But um, I think he just loves Sky too much at the minute. <laughs> um, but get, get them both back. Fuck it. Get them both back and throw them both in. Screw it. Screw it. Um, but Matt, what I was saying there is obviously... Joe Gomez has been injured on international break and given the pandemic and everything like that, I'm, I just can't believe that we're, we're still playing international games at the minute. I just, I, I can't fathom it. And it, again, it just argues that point again, why are we doing it? I don't understand. Um, especially, is, are these Euro qualifiers? Are they Nations League? If they're, if they're Nations League, this is even worse. Um, yeah, exactly. But it, it's just... You're keeping these players in these bubbles, right, for this pandemic thing, and then you're just shooting yeah. them on a flight to God knows what country. Uh, our South Americans are flying even further away to Peru, to places that you don't know what's going on there. It just it, it, it doesn't seem smart to me, given the current circumstances, to be playing international football, to, to be splitting these players up and bring them back together and doing that again, because it just takes mm. level with Portugal. Ronaldo got 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 the virus. A couple more players got the virus, and that's a few teams affected. Whereas if we just yeah. don't have any football, players are fine. It just doesn't exactly. Make, it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't. It, 
Isn't the Republic of Ireland game uh, friendly as well? Yeah. yeah. So the Republic of Ireland game tomorrow is a friendly, and then obviously Belgium um, on the 15th, and then you've got Iceland on the 18th, and then that completes that section of the Nations League. But again, it's the fucking Nations League, man. Do you know what I mean? Just the Euros was has already been put back twelve months. Most of the teams are, have qualified for that. They're all boxed off, and obviously there's there's big games this week to complete that for the tournament next week. You know, shout out to Scotland. You know, fingers crossed. Everybody's got everything crossed for you for tomorrow. Really hope you, you get through again. A country that deserves to be at uh, another major tournament for the first time in years. Um, but it's pointless. It's absolutely fucking pointless. I just don't understand it. And again, we've lost out again. And it seems every fucking international. Duty at Liverpool as a player, and it just it's really fucking pissing me off now. I'm fucking sick. And is any wonder um, we say Liverpool, not England, type 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 phrases? Yeah, exactly. Because you, you see, you 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 see players like when all them starting for I think Holland are playing today. Like you want to be like, oh yeah, he's playing, but then you like actually I'm not happy with this because what if he gets an injury? Like it's. It's selfish yeah. in a way because obviously we can't we can't stop them going to play for the country and they're always very like patriotic about it like they want to go and play yeah. for the country. Obviously, it's a it's a it's a good honour and stuff for them and they love doing it. So you, you can't stop them, but it's just like I'd just scrap I'd scrap it all. I would. I'd, I'm honestly I'd just go fuck it. He's can't have any of our players. Like Alex Ferguson used to be good at it, like not letting players go to certain games because he was like, oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm concerned about this. Uh, this this fella's left left ankle. We're, we're, can we keep him out of this one? It's like, well, yeah. maybe we need to start doing that just to just to, just to get round it because we we can't afford like especially Gomez. Like that was literally, like I said, the guy we were relying on, and now we're we're if he's out for a long time, we're gonna, we're going to struggle in terms of numbers because we can't rely on like nineteen year old Reese Williams and like I said, Nat Phillips for being the old matter. Like between them, it's it's going to be difficult. So yeah, I'd happily I'd happily get rid of all international games if it was me. Yeah, exactly. And um, you know, Brian, bless him, as you said, lads, I'm from Ireland. This friendly is pointless. We are shite and haven't scored in four games. Uh, I mean, we I feel for you there, mate. If that you know that's the country that you support, obviously. Um, but he makes a really good point, doesn't he? He's he's not even asked about it. He's like, why are we why are we bothering? And then they've they've had a a positive test, which is just it's. I just don't get it, man. I really don't. And the, as long as we don't get any more, because have you noticed how we are coping defensively? Because again, going forward, we've been so good yet again, and that is obviously our one of our biggest strengths in the side, and the reason why we've been so successful the last couple of years, Matt, is because our attack's so good. And again, we said this a couple of weeks on the pod, didn't we? In thirteen fourteen, our attack bailed our defence out so many times, and you know. Just going off the names and on paper and the experience, you would have to think that that's going to have to happen again. Was our defense, our defensive duties is going to have to start from attack, really, isn't it? Yeah, and in a weird way, and I mean, I don't, I don't think this will happen, but it'd be great if it did. Um, mm. The fact that we're going to be so much weaker at the back, um, it might encourage teams to just come at us a bit more. Liverpool are always more dangerous when you're coming out because, oh, yeah. You might score, but if we win the ball back, you're kind of in a tricky spot with mm. with front three, especially if you put add Thiago to that mix and then our counter-attack, it's a lot more quick, a lot more creative. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the attack's definitely going to have to bail out the defence, you'd think. Um, but, hey, we've we've had our backs against the ball before and 
no doubt that that we'll do it again. There's a question I want to ask you, though, Jay, because I've seen in the comments Morris Miller back again. Now, I don't think the free agent market is something we should be dipping into. Yeah. If we did, who would you go for? Um, well, I think what he's, the point that he's made there about Ezekiel is it's decent. It's a decent shout. I mean, he's 34 years of age, so it's it's like he's got that experience, he's got that pedigree, and he's he, he done quite well for Valencia over the last four years. I think it was something like 90 odd appearances he, he got for Valencia. So, again, I mean, I'll take anybody with experience on free. However, I don't want a Pellegrino situation like we had in 2005 when we got him, and it was just a complete waste of time. Um, it, no, no disrespect to Kugiakos 10 years ago, but again, he wasn't the player that we needed. Um, you know, he was just he was filling the gap, and all right, yeah, he had the odd good half an hour in a game and stuff like that, but it wasn't the player that we needed. And I don't want to just be signing someone for the sake of it for the experience side when maybe Williams and Phillips can step up. And maybe I'm thinking, maybe I'm thinking too much of the just settle for what we've got and the whole trusting Klopp thing because he's got what, what he's got at the minute, and he was happy in the summer that he was happy with the four centre backs and then the lads uh, underneath them as well. So. Um, I'm in the camp of Reese Williams has played really well in the Champions League, so I'm, I'd, I'd be happy to see him start, not shit myself like we maybe were. Um, I'm more than happy to have Nat Phillips start a game again because, again, like Mix pointed out, and obviously a couple of the comments said that the running's pretty decent. Nat Phillips got man of the match, so again, that's made us a little bit more comfortable with everything. I only want to go for someone in the summer who we think is absolutely spot on and right. And like like Mick said, David Alaba, I, I would take him in a heartbeat because he's got that pedigree, he's got that experience and he's still doing a really, really good job. Um, it's the players that don't have clubs and there's a reason why they don't have clubs. Do you know what I mean? And that's my worry from it. So you can look at it from so many angles, mate. I mean, I'm just like, just again, it's the whole stupid saying, it's got to take it game by game. Go on, Mick. It, it, it doesn't make sense to sign Gary, like th- 34, isn't he? Like, it... it... In terms of if it's short term, it, it doesn't make sense because he's going to come in. Like I, I don't know. Like it's not. It's not like a Clavan situation or like you said, like Pellegrino no. or Kyriakos. If if there's a time that FSG are going to go right, we'll back Klopp now. It's going to be in January when he knows we've lost our two first starters, Gomez and Van Dijk. We've got Matip and a centre midfielder. Fabinho, who's going to be filling in there most of the time, barring any injuries. If there's any time to go and back up financially, it's going to be January. So mm. I'm looking forward to January. I mean, I'm not, I'm really sad for Joe Gomez. And obviously, all the news coming out tonight from Guy Southgate is it's not going to be good news tomorrow or yeah. until we find out. But I'm excited to see what we just need to get through these 11 games and then we, we can see what's what at the end of it because. They're going to come thick and fast, and before you know it, it'll be January. Like it, it will, and we'll and yeah. be like, where did them games go? It was the same last year when we had lower the games where everyone was saying this is where the titles won and lost, and we ended up winning them all. And uh, I think it'll be, I hope it's going to be something similar this year. Yeah, I, I agree, mate. Go on, Matt. Sorry, I'd love us to sign Connor Cody. Love it, and not just the show, not just because he's the he's scouse, um, and it would be like a good or Ricky Lambert story, but. Um, in a weird way, he'd boost our attack because his passing is incredible. Um, and if we can, because what we've lost with Van Dijk is apart from a massive defender is his ability to ping it. And if we can bring Connor Cody in, firstly, the player, the player would want to come. He would want to come, especially if he's going to yeah. start. Um, if we can get that back, it's the same thing with Trent on the right. You can't mark a right back. You definitely can't mark a centre back. 
And if he can ping it towards Mane or towards Salah, that's another weapon in our little attacking bow. So um, I take Alaba before Cody, but I think I take Cody before a whole of a lot, a whole of a lot of other players. Mick, as soon as uh, Matt mentioned his name, your face was a bit like, oh. So have you got a counter thing for that? You know what? Because it, like he's came for the rant, I'd love to see him back, but. I'd feel guilty. Like he's he's had to move on. He's gone to Wolves. He's thought he's made boss name for himself. Doing doing really well there. He's going to be twenty eight in February. Would we Captain do it? as well? Yeah, and, and he's been boss. Like to be fair, like Matt, like I agree with everything Matt said. Like crossfield passes defensively, like going from a centre midfielder at Liverpool, coming through the ranks, going to centre back, and and. I didn't think he'd make a name for himself in the Premier League like he has. I I, had, I thought he'd be down the leagues, if I'm being totally mm. honest with you. I thought he'd be yeah. in the Championship League One, to be honest, because I thought what, what I'd mm. seen of him. I didn't expect big things, but he's gone and made a name for himself as a centre-back. I'd feel guilty signing him on the basis that, oh, can you come in on a short-term basis? Once Van Dijk can go and measure back next year, you, you won't really get a game. That's what I'd feel bad about. That's the only thing. Mm. And I, I would love him back. And it's like it would be a nice little reunion in terms of him going away, learning the trade, come back to Liverpool, and I'm, I'm making it. But it would it, be a bit, I'd feel a bit guilty to be honest, that taking away from Wolves and being captain there and being such a high profile name there. And he's literally the first name on the team sheet for them, pretty much. So it's the, yeah. it's the one you can see, you can, you can argue both ways. But I think an Alaba or something like that might be a and an, a nicer option for us long term because Alaba could could force his way into first team plans and I don't know if a Cody could force himself ahead of a Joe Gomez if they're both fully fit and firing. I don't know if he's I don't think he's better than Joe Gomez, if I'm honest. Yeah. Uh Matt, what are you saying on that one? Back at you. In fact, I'm just gonna switch it around because I don't want to get involved with you two, so I'm just gonna let you two fire it up. So I think you know what I mean? like my only issue with Oliver is that he is like Bayern's main man at the back. That's what he's become. Um, and they're not going to let him go halfway through a season. I doubt it, mm. unless we're forking it out massively. Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, give me give me Connor Cody. <laughs> Mick, what have, you, what have you got to say to that one? <laughs> you know what? If it happens, and if, if Klopp's decided that it's going to happen, I'd obviously support it 100% because who am I to fucking question you in Klopp's judgment at the end of the day? I, I've got no, none of us have got any right to at this moment in time because he's, he's, he's always got a bang on, hasn't he? So uh, if it happens, I, it, I don't, don't want to sound too cliche. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But like literally, that, <laughs> literally that, that is it though. That is that is how you've got to be under Jürgen Klopp because he's, he's brought absolute wonders to this club and you can't, you, you, you've just got to sit back and go right whatever he does is the best thing for us because he knows yeah no it's true um, I love what uh, what uh, Brian has just said now is Mickey Edwards will already be working behind the scenes I can imagine I, I, I guarantee probably after the Everton game he was straight on the phone going right who we're getting what we saw and what do you want me to do um, and I imagine yeah we, we, something's definitely in the works already um, we're going to get another Van Dyke-esque player signing a Christmas tree in the background before the windows even open and we're going to be like alright okay we're sorted now <laughs> yeah and it, it'll like it'll, like people might say oh it's cool about if like two million quid because he's got it on such an amazing deal where 
you know, Mick said it's good. The, the price is going to inflate, so it's going to be an extra 10 million. Well, there you go. Do you want some Charlie Adam corners? Because they're worth 10 million. So have them as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. What, one name we haven't mentioned yet, and I mean, we touched on it, Jay, after the um, the Ajax game, is Pay. I think it's Pay Shares. 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 He's like, he's like a, he's like a delict, like, clone. But, and and he, played right. really, he played really well against us in that game. And, uh, I think he's under the name that I've seen bandied around in terms of signing because he's only twenty. He's t- he's, mm. he's 20, twenty-one in a couple of weeks, so he's a he could be an option. Like if FSG love a love a uh, obviously a younger model in terms of getting yeah. getting them in younger and then maybe having the option. We all we all do when we're married, mate. We all love the younger <laughs> option when we're married. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> now is, Be- is Becky not there now? Uh, she's just walked in. But yeah, someone like that would like twenty one like twenty one soon. He's like we can get him in and he's not gonna be a first choice instantly, but he can be up until a point that people come back and then he'll be happy to settle for a lesser role in with the option to get himself in the team in the future. That's maybe where yeah. we could go. Someone like that. Yeah, no, it's a good shout. Uh, Andy Lynch has just said uh, either one of the two Napoli centre-backs would be ideal just because they have a massive aerial presence and trying to break that, break them down last season was hard. So, Matt, before I even finish that sentence, you were like, no, no, no. So, Andy, just come on, mate. Let, let, let Matt know why when he comes back with this now. So, go on, Matt. Tell Andy why not. It just doesn't. It's just, I mean, would I take Koulibaly? Yeah. Is it going to happen? Hell no, it's not going to happen. It is too much money for a guy that's about to be 30. Like, it's just not the way that Klopp's done business. It's not the way that FSG has done business. And it's not something that I'm even going to... Oh, whoa, 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 hang on. Hang on. How old's Thiago? I was just going to say... He's not going to cost you 70. He didn't cost 70 million. Well, he should have done, but we got him bloody cheap, didn't we? Go on, carry on, mate. Carry on, carry on. Would Koulibaly at Liverpool excite me? Yes. Am I going to allow myself to get excited about the rumour? No. <laughs> nice and concise there. Nice one. So Andy's come back there, mate. Yours is Cody. His is Manolas. He thinks Manolas wins all day. So what about that? I mean, Cody's passing beats Manolas all day. So... And Manolas, is he... Is I mean... He's been in Roma for a while. He played at Olympiacos in Roma. Now he's at Napoli. He hasn't really been given a massive club. Like, is do you really rate him or are you rating him off of what FIFA gives him? Oh, you careful. 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 No shouts on YouTube, man. <laughs> I need a beer if we're going to be doing that shit. <laughs> you can't be doing them shouts, lads. You can't be calling FIFA players out because shit goes to them. <laughs> Uh, right. So let's <laughs> think of what, think of what happened to me. You can't be doing that. <laughs> but Andy's right, though. You'd, ra- you'd, 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 you'd rather not have a leaky defence. Do you know what I mean? You'd yeah, rather not have a leaky defence. Yeah, but... True. But Brian's just said, imagine Thiago doing a Mascherano at Barca. Oh, oh, oh. It's a shout and a half, that. <laughs> I don't think it happened because we'd missed it too much in midfield. But, um, but yeah, I think it's one of the things. But Ian's just said... Uh, one of the Brighton boys, again, it's a shout, but again, those boys were, were talked about in the summer um, and they're not going to leave Brighton midway through the season. And if they did, whatever the price was, plus their English, you know, they got that they got that passport, 
Um, and then they know we need uh, we need players. So again, I just I can't I can't see that happen. Well, James, that happen, but... James Pierce and me that like not long ago, and I asked them. Well, you asked them about uh, Ben Ben White, and it was like, well, they were off. They were asking for too much money. So if they were asking too much money then. They're, they're gonna yeah. ask for even more money now. So it's like, I understand. I understand where the links came from because when you watch him, he looks really good on the ball, like Gomez, like carrying it forward, good passer, strong. Mm. Pretty good. I get that, but but then maybe are we just gonna have to fork out and just go right? Fuck it, we're gonna have to pay whatever people ask to get someone in who's gonna fit the the model and is a, a is a prospect for the future as well. I think we're probably gonna have to. This is this is it, mate. But don't forget again. You, I think you're spot on there. I think we're just going to pay what we need to buy, um, and we're just going to have to go. Is that the asking price? Yeah, fine. Now, flashback to 2011, um, and Fernando Torres is leaving on the last day of the transfer window. They know we've got 50 million quid, Newcastle. We wanted Andy Carroll, who was arguably the best English striker in the league at the time. And I, I'm putting at the time. And if it, if I could edit this, I put at the time. So I don't get I don't get stung with a clip again, but Newcastle knew we had fifty million in the bank because of the Torres money, and the thirty five million for Andy Carroll absolutely just didn't it didn't work, did it? And this is the problem we've got: is people know we've got money, people know we we're desperate for this player. There's such a massive risk, and I feel so sorry for whoever that player is. I, I think though, like that's a different time though, isn't it? Like in terms of if we okay now, Klopp. Cloth and Michael Edwards, who's an absolute genius, will have put all that work in to know that this is a player we might sign in the future anyway. If we yeah. have to pay a million premium to get him to fast track two that two years, like you don't have to hear what he said about what people have been saying about like Diego Yota. He's been scouted for yeah. like three, four years. It's only like we've got to a point where we're like now we want to integrate him into the team because he's reached that age where he can. Maybe we're going to do that a bit earlier in terms of getting someone in who's on the the massive list of defenders that we probably got in the in in the spreadsheet that we, that we might sign yeah. in the future. Fast track that a year or two, get them in now and use them with the option that they know they're going to go out the team and then come back in one, once everyone's back and fit and then ready for the future. Yeah, it's a good shout, Matt. Do you agree with Mick on that one? Yeah, um, I'd like to say first. If we do sign Manalist or uh, Koulibaly, Andy, I'll buy that kit and I'll wear it <laughs> with the name. It's not going to happen, but I don't mind saying that. Um, yeah, Andy's right. like, all right, yeah, don't come out of my pocket, mate. What sounds good? <laughs> I'll buy you one, Andy. No, I won't. No, I won't. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> said it now, mate. Um, yeah. Uh, Me- messages so- on Twitter, Andy, we'll sort you out with that shit. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll have players scouted, players that we, we want for the future. and it, it is more of a Liverpool Klopp thing to just go, all right, we're going to buy you anyway, like Mick said. Um, let's have you now and pay a bit extra than wait because we need you. It's a good point. It is a good point. I'm, uh, it's just, it's such a mind-fucking it, boys, because... I've never known, as a, as a Liverpool supporter for 35 years, I've never, ever known a crisis like this. And it's happened in such quick succession and to just completely dog us. And on the flip side, too, we're still top of, we were still top of the league at a point, you know, or a point away from a minute, top of the Champions League. It doesn't feel like it's thingy, but again, it's like, uh, just pray to God we keep 
Matt said, like, um, Matt said earlier, keep Alisson fit, uh, Mike, uh, because if you've noticed when Alisson's playing now, he's coming for a lot more crosses, he's coming to punch the ball away a little bit, he's coming further than his six-yard area because he knows with Van Dijk not in that sort of square foot, he knows he's got to command that a little bit more. And I think what Matt said was spot on is you've got Alisson there at the back because you're more relaxed then and then the centre-backs know I've got him behind me, so I'm okay. Yeah, it's the, he's, the, he's the, literally the perfect sweeper-keeper. And I think I read the interview last week. I don't know who it was, who it was but it, it said, like, Reese Williams went to Alisson and said, like, make sure you're speaking to me at all times, telling me what to do, moving mm. me around. It's that communication that you don't get with Adrian. He was a good keeper, but he, he's, he's, like, when we if we lost, like, Matt said, if we lost Alisson, it would be, absolute, at this point in time, it would be absolutely catastrophic in terms of Adrian. Yeah. And then who may possibly to Fabinho and a young guy at the back. Then Fabinho missing in midfield, it's a whole domino effect and it'll affect the whole team. And it's it's difficult that we're gonna we'll probably concede a lot more goals. We're already conceding goals. We'll then need to score a lot more goals. And then you get into 13, 14 season where it's just not sustainable to to go right, you score three, we're gonna score four. And it's mm. that's when you get into the bit where it's like you need your attackers to be on form all the time. So I don't know. We just need, let, just let's just have a little pray that we keep Alison fit, shall we? I mean, Alison said last week he prays a lot, so pray for you, lad. I pray for you. Yeah, we, we, we join, I'm going to jump on that bandwagon as an atheist. I'll jump on that bandwagon. Um, <laughs> just before we finish, I just want to sum up between the two of you now. So, uh, Matt, I'll come to you first. We we did this uh, reaction show because obviously everyone's feeling um, the curse, as uh, as our friend Dave uh, has said that the curse has striped. Uh, struck again, excuse my crap English there. Um, I think we're all feeling it at the minute and we want to make sure that we're all being supportive of each other in terms of mood and keeping that uh, sort of mood up, uplift. We don't want anybody being really disappointed with the football week in, week out and dreading it, especially during the times that we have. I know I'm getting a bit too emotional on that one, but it's important that we say that. Um, but Matt, how are you feeling now that I think we're going to have to accept that Gotomez is going to be out for a while? Confidence from a percentage-wise for both of you, Matt, how confident are you that we'll be okay going into January transfer market? Oh, 100%. Are we still, are we, are we still going to be up there? Yeah, we'll be fine. 100% we'll be fine. Uh, there's a reason, like I said, the reason these kids are at Liverpool in the first place. Um, at the moment, we've got Matip and Fab at the back. Phillips has done a job. Williams has done a job. We'll be all right. Cool. I'm good with that, 100%. Michael, what are you feeling? Going into the transfer market in a, in a couple of months. Yeah, you know what? Now that I'm looking at that, you know the games I mentioned earlier that we've got between now and January. When you look at it, so we've got Leicester at home, big obviously a big game. Wolves at home, the tricky game. Spurs at home. The rest that are away, it's still tricky. But we could, we've got quite a lot of the difficult ones out the way mm. at the moment. So it's like we, in a way, it's it's it favoured us in that regard. Obviously, the, the injuries haven't fucking favoured us because we're. On, on that story, yeah, but in terms of yeah. the away games like Fulham, um, Newcastle, uh, Brighton, Palace, obviously that's a tricky one. But the, the, those are the three. Whatever, like we said, whatever team we put out there, we should still be winning, like Joe Gomez or not. So it's in terms of going into January, I think I think we'll be all right. Like we, if, as long as we're within a couple of points, it, like second or third, whatever, then. Yeah. Then we can get the cogs where in terms of who we're going to maybe sign and um, 
and, and probably Klopp will do a, an absolute Jürgen Klopp and not sign anyone and just absolutely blow us out the water and we'll all be like, where's, where's, where's Manolas? <laughs> Fair enough. Well, listen, uh, it, uh, that's just flown by, boys. It's, four, it's 47 minutes there. We've covered so much. And listen, I just want to say a massive thank you to everybody in the comments that has joined us tonight because it's been... It's been brilliant. I've really enjoyed that, gents. I don't know about you. So big shout out to Martin Barton for for his comments. Uh, thanks to Morris Miller. We appreciate that, mate. Andy Lynch, we appreciate that as well. Um, obviously, if uh, if that does happen, uh, we will sort you out with a shirt and we will charge Matt for it as well. But Matt can probably clear it back on his expenses. That's absolutely no problem. Um, Andy Lynch, again, appreciate your comments, mate. We really do. Um, thank you so much, mate, for, for joining us. Morris, again, brilliant stuff, pal. Uh, Brian, Forget about tomorrow, mate. It really, really doesn't matter. We're not bothered, so we'll just have a chat. Join us on Twitter when we watch the crap uh, internationals tomorrow. Um, so, yeah, Ian Thompson, big, big shout-out to you as well, mate. Uh, and obviously, last but not least, we've got Gamer Born as well. He's a big, big fan of the channel. Um, he makes some quality stuff for Liverpool, but you need to follow on Twitter. Brilliant. Um, and then we've obviously got Dave LFC Chats as well. He's one of our favourite people on the show. A good friend of the show, ramps a lot. On his, on his videos and they're absolutely fantastic as well. Um, but yeah, like like Brian says, for finish on, if we get through till January, still in being top two, it'd be unreal. That's the positivity that we want. That's what we need, uh, boys and girls. Uh, and that's us for the Copyright. Uh, I am Jay. I have been joined by Matt. I have been joined by Nick, as per usual. Us three will be back with more content during the international break. Thank you very much for watching. This has been the longest outro ever. Love you. I'm having another beer. See you all next time. <laughs>